Hi, and welcome to Inglewood Presbyterian Church in Kirkland, Washington. We are a church for the neighborhood, whether you're a local neighbor or from far away, all are welcome here. We are pleased to present to you our weekly Sunday sermons. Our head pastor is James Cuman, and you can find more information about us on our website at inglewoodpc.org. When we are able to worship in the church building, uh, in addition to being online, I like to make a point of reading the scripture from the pulpit. And then I actually mix and mingle with the congregation as I preach, as I speak, because the scripture is our authority. I'm just the servant that God has put in this position alongside other servants to love and care for and, and feed us as a people with the word of God. So the scripture being the authority, uh, we're going to read this time from the pulpit in the church building. This happens to come from a letter by the apostle Paul to a younger man that he was mentoring named Titus. And towards the end of what's really quite a short letter, he gives a great summary of what we as Christians understand as the gospel, the good news about Jesus. He says then to, to Titus, for we ourselves have known what it was to be ignorant, disobedient, and deceived. We've known what it's been to be slaves of various desires and pleasures while our lives were spent in malice and jealousy. We were hateful and we hated each other. And haven't we seen that be true in our world in just the last two weeks in some very special ways? But, Paul continues, but when God, our Savior, our Rescuer and our Healer, revealed his kindness and love, he then saved us. He rescued and healed us, not because of the righteous things we had done, but because of his mercy he washed away all our wrongdoing, giving us a new birth and new life through the Holy Spirit. God generously poured out the Spirit on us through Jesus Christ, our Savior, because of his grace, his free gift. He declared us righteous and gave us confidence that we will indeed inherit eternal life. Please join me in prayer as we thank God for this encouragement. Lord, we are deeply grateful for your word through all of your servants. Here now together for the Apostle Paul and his encouragement to Titus that we then can learn from. May this go deep in us, not just Paul's words, but this your good news, that Jesus has come, that you and your mercy sent him, and now we receive 
the Holy Spirit, and life, life abundant and forever. Amen. What a weary world we live in these days. Now, don't get me wrong. There's beauty, too. I just look at these sequoias in the snow. And this week, despite my usual practice, I did, in fact, share a cat video. I didn't tell Zeus, but I thought it was cute. There are good things in this world, and yet it's a weary, weary world at this point. Between the virus and the response and the social dislocation and the economic after effects, with politics running at an absolute fever pitch, with things uncovered to full view that have been laying hidden in our nation's history for centuries. It's a weary, weary world. We are more aware of our brokenness and frailty as individuals, families, and a nation than perhaps any time in living memory. So I'm tired, you're tired, the world is weary. But what if feeling bad about things was a sign that the world really ought to be better? What if the things we see and sense were pointing to a sense that really is embedded in the fabric of reality? What if this world really were more than just chemicals and quarks? What if there really were a way things ought to be in all the various philosophies and religions that the world has produced. There are any number that conceive of, of the world being created by a divine energy or indeed a, a, some sort of personal God. But the good news of Jesus alone assures us that it's not just that we were created and put in place and then things went wrong somehow and, and painful but assures us that the God who created us at incalculable cost to himself, out of his gracious and completely undeserved covenantal love, promise-keeping love, didn't leave us in the mess that we have made of this world but has come at enormous cost to himself to be with us and promise to renew all things. See, this cross that has become central to the explanation, the understanding, the pictorial imagery of this thing we call the gospel, the good news of Jesus. The cross assures us both that our pain is real. We're not imagining things. It really is this bad. And God loves us 
and is willing to go through literally anything to be with us, both now in the midst of the Mass and forever in the renewal of all things. What if we were not alone in a dark, cold universe? There is, though, one big stumbling block, and, and lots of us lose it at exactly this point. See, as Paul is writing to his young friend, Titus, who's giving himself for the good of his, his new neighbors, the, the people of Crete. Paul reminds Titus that the problems of the world aren't on one level out there. I mean, they are, but they're also in here. That the reason we can identify with the people of the world and join them in their search for salvation is precisely because we have all shared in the lostness of the world too. <laughs> Paul reminds Titus that the reason we can identify with the evil people out there is because we've been evil too. It's not just those people over there that are rebelling or insurrecting or whatever label we want to put on it. We've been rebels and insurrectionists against God as well. It's not just that those people are hateful out there, it's that we've been hateful and, if we're honest, we're probably hateful now. It's not just that we feel disdained or put down, it's that we've disdained others. We've treated other human beings who are made in the very image of the infinite, eternal, and all good and powerful God and treated them as if they're worth nothing to us. But here again, listen again to the good news that Paul reminds his friend Timothy of. When God, our Savior, our Redeemer, revealed his kindness and love, he saved us. He pulled us out of all the stuff we'd done. He rescued and healed us. Not because of the good things we had done, but because of his mercy. He washed all that evil away. Our sin that we've done and the sin done to us. He gave us a new birth, a whole new being, the beginning of life itself. And he gave us this life through the Holy Spirit. God himself, the third person of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit, given to us as the free gift of Jesus. He generously, this is God, poured out the Spirit upon us through Jesus Christ our Savior, our Rescuer and Healer, because of His grace. It's not that He recognized some righteousness in us. No, no, no. Because of His grace, He declared us righteous. And He gave us confidence that we will, in fact, inherit not just the beginnings of life now with Him, but we will inherit a life that goes on and expands and grows forever with creativity and fun and feasting 
to know more deeply than we've ever imagined knowing another. To know God and all the redeemed, even as God already knows us. That's the good news. And of course, there are endless implications to this whole story, endless implications to the gospel. As Christians, as one other pastor has put it, the gospel is not just how we start life with Jesus. The gospel is how we live out every part of our life with him. The gospel isn't just the ABCs of the Christian life. The gospel, the good news of Jesus, is the A to Z of the Christian life. And so as we walk through whatever it is that life and the world and our own evil hearts throw at us, we cling to Jesus who is revealed to us in scripture and through the witness of the Holy Spirit and his people. When we're discouraged by the political realities we see around us, we remember that Jesus' first words were that he has brought about the kingdom of God. Change your hearts and minds. The kingdom of God is near. And if it was near 2,000 years ago, for those folks hearing Jesus with their ears and seeing him with their physical eyes, how much more for us? If we're feeling alone and lost and abandoned, the good news is that Jesus came precisely to fulfill his promise to Abraham, to create a whole new people. We who are redeemed by Jesus are not alone. God is with us and we are united with his people, adopted into his family. If the weight of how we have participated in the world gone wrong weighs on us, the good news of the cross is that there's absolutely nothing we have done or could do in the future that outweighs what God has done to redeem us already. God would be unjust to punish us for our sin that we've repented of and confessed because Jesus has already taken our punishment on him. And the good news in a world where we feel so frail and fragile, the good news is that we who have given our lives to Christ, who have received his welcome, if we have been included in Christ, we are quite literally, as the Apostle Paul and the Apostle John tell us, we are in Christ. What happens to him happens to us. And Jesus reigns secure at the right hand of the Father right now. If we are in him, we are secure. Whatever life throws at us, which doesn't mean we don't experience frustration and fragility, but our ultimate state is secure. And if any part of that sounds like good news to you, and you want to begin to taste this, to have the wrong that we have done be undone in you, and the wrong in the world begin to be set right through you. The starting point is very simple. If 
you're at a point where you're ready to simply say yes and be part of this. The, the, the starting point is extremely simple. As simple as simply saying, Lord Jesus, I give you my life. Please make me part of your people. And if you, as you're watching this and joining us here online, are ready to pray that prayer, I invite you to, to do that right now, to simply say to God, Lord Jesus, I give you my life. Please make me part of your people. And whether it's a commitment you're making for the first time or a sense of recommitment right now, I invite you, please let someone know that you did this that you've prayed with us, Lord Jesus, I give you my life, make me part of your people, share that with someone. Message us here on Facebook, email us, the email address is available on our website and YouTube and Facebook. We would be delighted to meet with you and hear your story and have some sense of ways that we can partner with you in your journey as God begins to deepen his work in you as you join him in his renewal project in you and through you. Friends, in this time, in this way, our feelings are telling us the truth. This world is not as it should be. And Jesus offers us everything we most truly long for. Most of all himself, but in him everything. Please join me in prayer. Ah, Lord Jesus, through you we receive your welcome to the Father. And Father, to be in your family when we didn't even want to be at first. What can we say except this is a gift? And so both for those of us who've, who've known you for a while and those of us who perhaps right now it is their first step towards you, for all of us, we trust you to answer our pleas, our cries, our prayers to you to answer us with yourself, your goodness, your love. We do pray in Jesus' name. Amen.